Hey, honeys. Yo, yo, yo. It's the Who, Where, Their podcast. <laughs> well, that's a mouthful. Yeah, you can just call us the Travel Brats. First name travel. Last name brat. So, what's in the itinerary today? Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello. Ashley, what day is it? It is the best day of the week. Travel Brat Tuesday. Hey guys, Hello, we everybody. we hope you've been doing well. Ash and Soph coming to you from the quarantine studio in our separate homes. And today we are super excited because we are switching it up a little bit, going to a totally different state with one of my good friends that I actually met this past year. Her name is Natalie and we actually met at church in Fort Myers. She is a traveling actress from the land of Asheville and she's basically here to talk to us all about the town. Hey, Natalie. Hey, Natalie. How you been? Been pretty good. Yeah, living the quarantine life in Asheville, actually. Oh, yeah, I feel that. (laughs) So, you grew up in Asheville, correct? I grew up, actually, technically just outside of Asheville in a really beautiful small town called Black Mountain. So, I'll talk a little bit about that as well, just kind of like the greater Asheville area, but... Basically, Asheville was like our exciting big town about 15 minutes down the road from Black Mountain. Oh, that's super, super cool. So, I mean, tell us a little bit. We've heard a lot about Asheville. And in fact, we've heard that it's the land of beer, built more burgers and biking. But uh, we want to know a little bit more about your favorite things. What, you know, what do people do there? Oh, yeah. Well, it's actually really interesting just in this time of COVID-19. I just found out that, you know, Asheville, our biggest industry is actually tourism. And so a lot of people are really suffering right now because most of the rest of North Carolina, each city uh, is about 21% their industry is tourism. But Asheville is 28% of our industry is tourism. So wow. Wow, a lot of people, crazy. specifically at the Biltmore, they just had to uh, put a bunch of people on furlough. So it's just an interesting time to be thinking about, you know, coming to a place like this because, I mean, no one's traveling right now. But, um, yeah, Asheville is a big place for tourists because it's not only a really fun city to visit and there's lots to do, but it's just beautiful because we are right smack dab in the middle of the Blue Ridge Mountains and uh, you know southern Appalachia so a lot of what I'm going to talk about is outdoorsy um, but as with most cities you've got higher end things that you can do uh, that are going to cost more money and then you also have lots of cool free things that you can do that's awesome I feel like it's totally like a like a best of both worlds kind of thing and I feel like if we traveled there it's a place where you could go on like a getaway with like a girlfriend's trip or like your significant other or like you could take your whole family there and do a bunch of fun oh, yeah. things it's a, it's a perfect like long weekend kind of trip because um, it's not you know a lot of places that are bigger cities it's like oh you want to give it more time uh, with Asheville you know you could come for a month and have a great time or you can just do like you're saying like a weekend getaway um, so I guess I can just dive right in and you guys can kind of like yeah dive right in ask questions um, but one of the things that uh, like 
best times to come to Asheville when I talk about the mountains like fall is just my immediate thought because even just my parents backyard like looking out from the porch you just see the mountains and when those colors are ablaze during the fall it's just magnificent um and one of the places that I always think of when I think of fall specifically is a place called the Blue Ridge Parkway it's actually really cool because you can get on it from a lot of different areas and you can it's not a highway but it's it's a specific road that takes you all the way up winding roads up these mountains up the Blue Ridge Mountains and there are stops all along the way that have these incredible just vast views of the mountains and at the top of the Blue Ridge Parkway is actually a really beautiful hiking area Um, There's two of them, actually, um, that are on the Blue Ridge Parkway that I specifically have gone to. One of them is called Craggy Gardens, and the other is called the Devil's Courthouse Trail. And actually, Devil's Courthouse is where my brother and his now wife did their um, engagement photos. Oh, no way. That's awesome. Yeah, and Craggy Gardens, I grew up going there all the time. It is absolutely gorgeous. So. Uh, hiking is, is, of course, a huge thing. There are lots of different areas to hike all, all throughout the year, but specifically in the fall, that's when we see uh, a lot of, you know, what do they call them, uh, leaf watchers or, you know, things like that, people that are excited to see the, the season change. My sister's birthday is in the middle of October, and usually around her birthday is when the leaves are really at their peak. It's usually the third weekend of October that we see a lot of people coming in. Um, so that's that's a big one. The Blue Ridge Parkway is like the mama, the big the big mama. That's the big awesome. Mama. So oh, yeah. I I have a question. Um, I've heard a little bit about Lookout Mountain, and I've never I've never been there, but I've heard it's awesome. Well. Lookout, so I, th- I don't know if you're thinking of the same Lookout Mountain, because Lookout, there's also a Lookout Mountain actually in Tennessee, near where I went to college, hmm. um, and that's in Chattanooga. That, I think, is probably the one you're thinking of, because it's the more famous Lookout Mountain, um, cool. and there's like an awesome Presbyterian church up there that I was going to when I was at school, Lookout Pres. But no our way. Lookout Mountain is actually, um, so there are... A couple really great small towns, like I mentioned, Black Mountain, where I grew up. There's Black Mountain, there's Old Fort, and then there's a town called Montreat. Now, Montreat is actually where I grew up uh, going to church, and Montreat Presbyterian Church. And they have uh, so, I mean, tons of trails all over Montreat. Uh, Mount Mitchell, uh, there's, um, the, there's a mountain range in, in our area, in the Black Mountain Montreat area, that's called the Seven Sisters. And uh, there's a lake that I grew up going to, Lake Tomahawk, that's in smack dab in, in, in Black Mountain. And when you're there, you can see the mountain range, and it's it's seven mountains, seven peaks. That's and so that's cool. that's why they call it, yeah, so that's why they call it the Seven Sisters. And so there are a ton of different um, hiking areas all through the Seven Sisters, and Lake uh, Lookout Mountain is one of those, and there's a, another lake called Lake Susan that's in Montreal. So again, just like the rich, like lake life and creeks and rivers. Like I, I mean, I grew up just bumming it in the creeks all the time, finding crawdads and salamanders and all that stuff all through Montreal and Black Mountain. Um, you know, Asheville was was the city. You know, you didn't necessarily have as many like 
hidden trails and creeks that you could go to, whereas Black Mountain and Montreat, when you're kind of going 10 to 15 minutes outside of the city, that's where you're going to find some of those hidden treasures. Uh, but Mount Mitchell is our is our biggest peak in this area, and so a lot of people will come and go through Mount Mitchell, and I'm pretty sure, I might have to fact check this, but I'm pretty sure Mount Mitchell is also part of the, um, you know, the Appalachian Trail. Um, oh, I think you're right. A lot yeah. of people hike, so that's a really significant one, especially for hiking tourists. Um, and then also biking. I mean, biking is a big thing. My brother is, um, uh, he was a Boy Scout growing up, and so they were doing a lot of camping and a lot of hiking and biking and all that stuff. And uh, so my dad said that there are a bunch of different trails all through Montreat and Old Fort that are also specific for biking but one place that i really love max patch which is technically like on the border of tennessee and north carolina so it's a little further out from the Asheville area but max patch is like this amazing open you you hike up to this you know um mountain but it opens up and it's not your typical like hike where you're in the trees and you're in the wilderness it's it's open like uh, at the beginning of sound of music you know when maria yeah there and she's like oh, hell's all alive. um that is exactly what Max Patch reminds me of because no it is way. a 360 view. Oh, how cool. Mountains, just like spin around like she does and you're just surrounded. You're not surrounded by the Swiss Alps or anything. Or yeah. anything else, but certainly the Why not? Just kidding. of North Carolina and Tennessee are still just magnificent. Um, That's awesome. So if there awesome. are people that listen to your podcast that specifically like biking. Yeah, uh, you know, I think this is a... And Bent Creek are, are big names for places that my brother and and his scouting bros would, would go biking at. But really, it's like, if you just look up, you know, biking trails or hiking trails in dot, 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 Black Mountain, Montreat, Asheville, then all of these awesome places will, will pop up. Super cool. So what about like, um, so this is, these are awesome. And I'm thinking it's like, the best times you said, well, you talked a little bit about fall and I know that you had told us that spring was a great place to go time to go. Oh Yeah. So when I, like I said, when I think about fall, I of course think about hiking and all those things, but you know, this, this place is beautiful year round and especially in spring when the trees are starting to bloom and in summer and it's just so green everywhere. It's so beautiful. But when I think of spring in this area, I think of Biltmore. And part of that, um, the Biltmore House is certainly one of our more famous, maybe the most famous place in Asheville to come visit. I mean, people come all over the world specifically to visit the Biltmore House. And uh, the Biltmore House, the grounds of the Biltmore House were actually designed by the same person who designed Central Park in New York City. No way. Oh, what's that? And his, awesome. his name so is cool. escaping me, which I feel bad for not knowing his name. Um, we'll look it up. <laughs> yeah, look it up because he designed, uh, yeah, both the Central Central Park as well as the grounds of, of Biltmore. So the, 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 the fields and they have sunflower fields and they have these beautiful, awesome. beautiful gardens. They have greenhouses. I mean, it's amazing. The tulips and the, I mean, it's, it's incredible. So we would go there a lot growing up. I'm pretty sure this is still the case. 16 and under are actually free at the Biltmore House. Oh, no way. And so growing up, my parents had year-round passes, 
and then the three of us kids were all free and we would just go there uh, especially in the spring we would just take a picnic lunch and we would go there and you know because a lot of people go to tour the house which is amazing but when you live here you're not always I mean you're not going to tour the house every time so we would just go and enjoy the gardens and I remember one specific time we we took a picnic blanket and we had our picnic and we were out in in the gardens and I don't think tourists realize that you can just kind of like do that that you can sit in the fields and sit in the gardens and and you know whatever so I I remember this young family came up to us and they said do you like do you live here are you related to the Vanderbilts like you you know they they like thought that we owned the Nomar house because we were like in our Sunday clothes and looked fancy and we're having our picnic and everything and I just thought that was the best thing ever. So growing up, I was like, yeah, people think that I own the Biltmore house. <laughs> tea time, tea time, tea time in the gardens. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, the Biltmore has a lot to offer uh, on all sorts of different um, financial levels just because, you know, you have to pay to get into the house and tour the house, which the house is stunning. It's, uh, I'm pretty sure, the largest house in America, uh, bigger wow. than the White House. And it was built by a guy named George Vanderbilt and uh, his wife, Edith. And it was the late 1800s. And they only had one daughter in that huge house. They had one daughter and like tons of servants. And so you get to see these amazing, extravagant, you know, rooms that are, that are in this house and they have a lot of the original furniture and there's a library that literally looks like you're in Beauty and the Beast. Oh my goodness. They have like all the servants quarters that you can go. I mean, you feel like you're in like a Downton Abbey type situation and so they do a lot of really, really cool um, exhibitions there as well. And then uh, they have beyond the house they have a place called the inn on Biltmore so it's it's an inn and you can stay there and it's really really fancy and then they have again all these like it's part of um I can't remember which park but he actually Vanderbilt uh either he or his sons eventually donated a huge chunk of the Biltmore property to uh a state park that's in the Asheville area no way. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and, and so, and it runs, like, by the, um, oh, wow, now I can't even remember the name of the river that I grew up next to. That is so hilarious. It is on the tip of my tongue. But there's a, a river that runs right through the property of Biltmore, and you can, like, kayak on it, you go horseback riding. I mean, they, they offer all sorts of different, like, tourist packages, and then they have a winery as well. And so you can go try wine, and they have, like, free wine, wine tastings. And so the Biltmore is a huge draw. Um, and there's also another place. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of the Grove Park Inn. No. No, I haven't. Yeah, so it's another place that was built. It was, it was built early 1900s, so maybe, like, 20, 15 to 20 years after the Biltmore House. But it's a, you know, similar time period and it's just a really really beautiful old hotel now it is owned by omni which omni hotels they kind of own everything Mm -hmm. but for a while it was privately owned and there have been so many famous people they have actually uh, a part of the inn you can you know you can go there and, and tour it and walk around as well as stay there they have a spa and you know it's just stunning uh but they have an entire wall in one area of the inn where they have pictures of all of the celebrities 
and famous people that have stayed there and it is insane to see all of the famous people over the last 100 years that have stayed there i mean obama and michelle and obama stayed there uh, when yeah when they came and uh other president they've had multiple presidents stay there and so it's just really really cool to see the rich history of people who have passed through the Asheville area um and and even i think fitzgerald wow um, that's so yeah, cool Ashley would like that <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Actually, that's another rich piece of history. If, if anyone wants to look up the Fitzgeralds, they had a house in Asheville. No and way. They spent a lot of time there. And I don't think Zelda died in Asheville, but uh, either way, they spent a lot of time there. So, so it's just really cool how Asheville over the last, like I said, 100 year, years has had so many different famous people come through. And, and I think that's part of why it's such a bustling city um, it's rich in history it sounds right and you know what it's rich in art and i think that's something we didn't realize and a lot of people didn't realize is like okay it's kind of the it's kind of the best to all worlds it's got your beautiful hiking and your mountain biking and your mountains and then you've got this beautiful house and you've got rich history i mean going into the fitzgeralds that's even like going into novels and what else is what else is there any more like artsy places yeah so one thing like Asheville, a lot of people say it's very hippie um, so that's kind of a funny thing because you think of like the Biltmore House and, and, you know, hiking is kind of a little bit hippie, but that's not super hippie. But when you go to downtown Asheville, there's all these like hippie kind of stores and and people that are walking around and busking and playing music. And it's just a really cool. I love that's another thing, honestly, that I just love to do. That's like a free thing besides hiking is just walk around downtown because it's not a huge city you can easily walk it in in a day and just have fun like going in shops and seeing all sorts of different things and there is a lot of rich art a lot of um like potters and artists that come and and so uh there are a couple different pottery places and there are a couple different uh like cool kind of um like hidden away not mom and pop art shops, but some museums that are a little bit like, oh, there's a museum there? That's cool. Let's go in there. Uh, and I have a, a friend who's actually an artist that has um, had a, a few exhibitions in one of the art museums downtown. His name is Luke Allsbrook, and his art is beautiful, and a lot of his art has to do with this area in the mountains. Um, and there's specifically an area of Asheville that 10 years ago was like super run down and no one would have gone there. Like it was kind of a sketchy part of town, but now it is like the hippest cool new area to go to. Um, and it's called the river arts district because it runs right next to the river. The same river that I was talking about earlier that I, for the life of me, cannot (laughs) (laughs) hilarious. I have to look this up for myself. Um, and then it's got, same kind of thing just like a whole street full of great little shops and little art areas and even there's like a little theater there and um so even the theater scene and the music scene uh is really really rich so there's a lot of events and things that you can go to that are arts music culture theater related um and that's one thing that i i really really love about the city because it like you're saying it covers so many bases right and so speaking of um like art music do they do any festivals up there 
Yeah, so there's like festivals during the summer that are like music festivals and really uh, it's kind of like the, during the fall they have specific fall festivals like I grew up with the Apple Festival and there's Sourwood Festival and uh, those are again based off of uh, we have a ton of apple orchards in this area so a cool. lot of people will will come to these festivals and sell their art and sell their apples and sell like it you know it's kind of one of those festival markets where there's a ton of stuff and usually during those festivals every night they'll have uh music musicians come and they'll have you know people come in and, and do music and there are a couple specific music venues that bring in famous and semi-famous people but at these festivals, it's usually local artists that they have, which is really, really cool. Oh, I, I like love that. Asheville really helps the local artists to flourish. And uh, there's a something called the Smoky Mountain Folk Festival, which also mm. uh, happens, I think that one happens during the summer and the fall, maybe, or just the fall. Uh, but it's always fun to just be like, you know, what festivals are going on right now? But one thing, it's not a festival, but... It is this really cool thing that I grew up going to because, again, there's always like square dances and uh, so like things you can go to that are really fun. And a lot of their square dances and contra dancing and like swing dancing things are super, super cheap. It's like you pay like five dollars at the door and then you can just like swing dance the whole night. And so they'll have them like all over the city during the summer, usually. And there's this one place, it's not specifically dancing, but it's in the center of downtown and it's called the Drum Circle. And every Friday night in the summer, people just bring their drums and they set up and then they just freaking drum the whole night for like hours. And then people come and they just like dance to the drums. Like I was listening to one of your uh, podcasts today from a previous time when you were talking about in Key West, the, like the moon festival or something yeah full moon parties yeah, yeah it felt like when you were talking about that i was like oh my gosh that feels like what this is because people are just like dancing to the beat of the drum and it's a lot of like hippie people just kind of like living their best being free. yeah, yeah just being free. And it's super fun and it's totally free um so no growing up we would just like when i was in high school and then coming home for the summers in college i would just go like hey let's go to the drum circle and then you can also just sit and listen to the drums and like bring a drink or bring food and chill and so it's really nice to kind of have those things that you know aren't going to be super expensive especially if you're someone that's younger and are looking for just like a really cool cultural experience of Asheville the drum circle is like quintessential cultural Asheville love that do they do that in Pack Square Park Pardon? Do they do that in Pack Square Park, or is that is that oh, somewhere actually, else? actually, Pack Square Park is just a, a nice little park area that also does have a little bit of a um, stage where they'll do some performances. But the Drum Circle is actually a different area of town um, that is a little bit more central to cool. the Asheville downtown area. But Pack Square Park is another place where they have like a fountain. You know, every 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 city like that has to have some place where there's like a cool fountain where you see all the kids like jumping yeah. around and there's a park. And so that's kind of where the Pack Square Park uh, area is. And it's again, it's all so close. Like you could probably walk from the Drum Circle area to Pack Square Park in like ten to fifteen minutes. Like it's a very very walkable city. Oh, that's nice. That's and really I just remembered nice. the name of the river. It is called the French, French Broad River. French Broad River, that's cool. 
Very cool. So, okay, where do you, my favorite part always, where do you eat when you're down there? Our favorite part. <laughs> That's literally my favorite part every time. I'm like, so let's get to the needy greedy. <laughs> it's so hard because there are so many good places to eat. And I know every person who lives in a city is like, we have the best food and the best restaurants <laughs> and blah, blah, blah. But truly, Oakville has grown so much. Like, we moved here when I was six. So that's a little over 20 years ago. And just the amount that... Asheville has grown, but even Black Mountain, like when I was living in Black Mountain, there were a few restaurants that we would go to. It was like maybe two or three that like, you know, after church on Sunday, that's where everybody went. But now Black Mountain feels like a mini Asheville and it's culturally taken on a lot of the feelings of Asheville, but also with just a restaurant scene, it's amazing. So I did want to mention a few places in Black Mountain that are just out of this world. So good. Um, as well as in Asheville. Um, so for breakfast, there are a lot of really good breakfast places. Um, and in Asheville, there's a place called Sunny Point Cafe. And then there's another place called Over Easy Cafe. And both of those are so, so good. And I think as with most restaurants in a city, when you're going like brunching on a Saturday, it's going to be pretty crowded. But what's nice about most of these areas is that they all have like pretty outdoor places where you can kind of lounge and sit and wait for, you know, your spot or whatever. But I would say that Sunny Point Cafe and Over Easy Cafe are so, so, so worth the wait, as well as a place that's in Black Mountain that is called Louise's. They are, I mean, I want to put that word in all caps. Louise's is like the best place to go for breakfast or brunch. It is so, so good. And uh, they have a really good burrito that's called, um, I think it's, I think it's at Louise's Big, Big As Your Face Burrito. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's yeah, awesome. It's so, so good. Um, so yeah, those would be my breakfast recommendations. But then for lunch or dinner, um, there's a place called White Duck Taco and they've expanded, I think originally their first location was in Asheville and now they have multiple locations even down into like Greenville South Carolina um and it's a really really good taco place so white duck taco again another one I would put in all caps is so good and their their prices are are really great it's not super expensive most of the places that I'm mentioning aren't going to be super expensive um there's one place called chestnut um that is a little bit more on like the nicer end. Uh, my parents took me for their my birthday there one year, and it was like, ooh, this is exciting. You know, it was like not just ooh. your average like dinner place. Uh, so Chestnut is really good, and that's right in the heart of downtown. Chai Pani is a really good place, like Thai and Indian, and uh, that's my sister in law's favorite place to go to. So every time we go downtown, she's like, can we do Chai Pani? Um, mm. Chaipani and then Nine Mile is actually uh, Jamaican inspired. Yeah. And so that's really good. One of my friends, uh, actually, her name is Paige Noll. She owns Nine Mile and, and runs that with uh, two other partners of hers. And that that's a really, really great place. And they've been, they're pretty new. Uh, but, you know, something that Asheville is known for, aside from all the other things I've been discussing, uh, is burgers. I mean, it's always mm. like which restaurant has the best burger. And so most of these places are going to have, uh, you know, 
know, their version of the Asheville best burger. But farm burger, I will say, like, that is their thing. So if you want to go to a place that you, you know, you know you want to get a really good burger, farm burger is um, actually not too far from Pack Square. And that's a, a really cool place, and all of their stuff is local and organic. And, you know, I think that's another thing about Asheville is it's very, like, local and organic. And that's kind of where we get, like, our hippie, you know, thing from. Uh, fun fact, people have called Asheville the sister city of San Francisco. No way. And, really? Yeah. I think it's like, it's like the little sister of San Fran because it's kind of got that hippie feel as well as being very artistic. Um, so then, yeah, just a couple other places. Uh, there's a place called Easy Girl Eatery that's really good. And then Tupelo Honey Cafe. They've got a couple locations. And then there are two pizza places. I don't really know of the best pizza places in Asheville, but two of my favorite pizza places of all time are actually in Black Mountain. And my father's pizza... Uh, my friend Austin, her her parents uh, owned that for a long time, and he was using his father's recipes, and so that's why he called it My Father's Pizza, and that's where we grew up going all the time, and that's just kind of like your classic, perfect pizza joint, and then there's a place called Fresh that is a little bit more, like, nuanced, like, they do kind of more funky recipes, and um, so that's a really cool place as well, so Fresh and My Father's Pizza are in Black Mountain, but those would be... My suggestions, I could probably list, like, ten more good places to go, but, I mean, you really can't go wrong. No, that's they all awesome. Sound so good. Yeah, I'm like oh, so hungry right now. But speaking <laughs> of, we always we always like do a transition from um food to drinks. And I was talking to my aunt actually last night, and she's like, "That girl better talk about beer." <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you better. You better. Um, yeah. So the nice thing about all of the breweries, pretty much in Asheville, is that they also have really good food. I mean, you know, you want to get brews and a burger or like, you know, you want to, you want to be able to eat some food with, with your drinks. And so some of these places might have more like appetizer type situations, but that's the awesome thing. No matter where you go to get your beer, you're also going to get some dang good food. Um, So there are a couple breweries that, um, and I was telling you guys this, I don't remember when I said this, but just uh, and I don't know where we are status-wise now because all these little towns all across America are starting to get hip and, like, have breweries and be cool and, like, make their own beer. But for a long time, Asheville has actually been a hub for local beer and breweries. And, and there was one point, maybe just a few years back, where we were, like, the top beer city in the U.S., actually. Oh, wow. That's crazy. And, yeah, so even if we're maybe not number one, we are definitely a big city to come to if you want to get some good beer and a lot of these breweries have made homes in Asheville or the the greater Asheville area um there's one big one Sierra Nevada they literally have like it's like a freaking amusement park their (laughs) their place is it's a music venue it's a brewery it's a museum they literally have a museum uh, they have like a huge park area and like outdoor games and I mean it is this epic place where you could spend the whole day uh, but one place that I really love that I think was like my go-to place in college whenever I would come home and I would get with my friends we would always go to this place called Wicked Weed <laughs> and yeah and it's awesome <laughs> and they're one 
specifically that I think of having like good good alcohol and good food. Um, so definitely check out Wicked Weed, and they're they're also in the heart of they might not be in the heart of downtown, but they're like uh, close to the heart of downtown. And then uh, New Belgium Brewing, Highland Brewing, Green Man. My mom actually just bought a 12-pack of the Green Man, and I'm super excited about that. Um, and then there's also a place called Catawba Brewing. So, again, those are just, like, the top seven that I name off of my head. But there are definitely others that are that are really good. But those are specific brewing brew, breweries that you can go to to kind of, like, see their own brewing style as well as just enjoying their beer and then there are a couple restaurants that are more brewery types that maybe like get there because I think a lot of these places like well Sierra Nevada I think they only sell their brand but Wicked Weed they sell their own brand as well as other local breweries so that's the cool thing about i think a lot of breweries do that all over the states but mm-hmm. in Asheville specifically like they they like to share their alcohol and be like oh this one is from catawba this one's from oh that's cool that's like support um, local businesses yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. natalie so what's your favorite beer what are you going to order off the menu when you go to one of these breweries top three so Sierra nevada i always get well i mean it's uh, it's time of year sensitive, but mm-hmm. I've only ever been there during the fall, and I always get their Oktoberfest. Yeah, so that's a really, really good one. Sounds promising. And then <laughs> one that's like my go-to though is the White Zombie, and that's a Catawba one. Um, so p- pretty much any time I go out, because growing up when I was first drinking beer and I wanted to be cool, I was like the IPA queen. Like I was like, <laughs> buying all these different IPAs. I'm like, oh, this is interesting and this is interesting. And I thought I like knew things about beer. Um, but <laughs> I, I'm not as keen on the IPA, like tartness and bitterness and, you know, just that kind of strength of flavor. And so the white zombie is a really nice, um, it might, I think it's a wheat, it's either a wheat or a pale ale. And so as I've kind of, gotten older and I'm and getting to know beers better I'm more of a wheat pale ale or amber uh, ale type person um, but if I'm gonna get an IPA I'm gonna get the one at Wicked Weed and it's called Pernicious IPA that's a really really good one Yum. but what's nice about all these different breweries is like you know you can always try a bunch of different kinds and uh, see what you like but yeah those are those are my top three that's awesome so that's that's really awesome so, um, if we were going to take a road trip there and go there, where would you recommend we stay? Where's the best place to stay? Well, I think as with a lot of different cities, um, especially tourist cities, you're going to find some great Airbnb locations. Um, so that would be my first suggestion is look for the Airbnbs because you're usually going to find some really cute houses or apartment areas that are going to be in the downtown or just outside of downtown there's so many cute neighborhoods oh my gosh that are like just within like five minutes of downtown and you can easily like walk or drive whatever you want um and of course because it's a mountain town you can also rent a cabin which is really Mm. fun so you could like go further into the woods um you know we're we're a big area for camping as well so if you're into camping then you could easily find a site for for camping um but you know like i said earlier about there's the grove park inn you can stay there or there's a really cool place that's near the biltmore called 
the Grand Bohemian Hotel, Ooh. and then also the inn that is on the property of Biltmore. So if you're looking for something way fancy, you know, you want to really do it up, then I would suggest staying in one of those three places, not only because they are super fancy, but because of the rich, rich history that comes with all of those locations. I mean, if you go to Asheville, you don't want to miss out on some sort of cool historical related thing in those three places. Nice about those three places, yeah, you don't have to pay the big bucks to stay there. Uh, if you want to go visit, you can still go visit, and it's much cheaper to just, like, yeah. do the tour. Um, but, yeah, there are a lot of different options. But I would say, like, try to get either kind of that, like, Asheville hometown Airbnb feel or go the mm-hmm. cabin route because doing, like, a cute log cabin type situation is so is cute. Really cool. Yeah, it's so cute. And so romantic. Cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, so I'm a huge skier and I just, you got me thinking about log cabins and mountains and I'm just thinking, is there any places to ski? Are there any places? Yeah, so there are two spots that growing up, like we would take youth group trips skiing um, and then a couple times I went with college friends and there's a, a mountain called Beach Mountain and then there's another place called Sugar. Sugar is the one that I've been to the most um, and there's actually one just down the road from where my parents live and I'm... I think it starts with a C, and for some reason I can't remember the name of it right now. But I would say there are probably three or four solid skiing areas. You know, it's not going to be like in the Rockies or anything <laughs> like that. But I would I've been, I've been, and I've handled it. So, so you would do very well there. <laughs> Fun. Yeah, it's it's great. It's it's very um, it's just super like friendly mountains because yeah, I've been skiing in the Rockies and it can feel really scary <laughs> whereas when you're when you're skiing in, in these mountains it's not nearly as terrifying so I'm glad that I had you know, <laughs> these mountains to kind of get used to and and enjoy but yeah beach b-e-e-c-h and then sugar mountain would be my suggestions okay so they're a little more pg and uh well speaking of yeah. like hidden gems and cool outdoorsy places uh you talked with us a little about a little bit about sliding rock and lake lure yeah um, so again, what's nice about this area is that it's it's vast as far as like any direction you go from Asheville, like an hour out, you're gonna find really cool places and cities. Like I obviously I've mentioned like Black Mountain Montreat, which are more like 15, 20 minutes away, and Max Patch, which is probably an hour you know toward the Tennessee border and there's a lot of really beautiful places toward the Tennessee border as well as the Virginia border Um, but there's a town called Brevard which I think is more northern of Asheville and uh, so we used to go there to this place called Sliding Rock and it's just like this huge creek area that has these awesome massive smooth rocks that you can literally just slide down it's like again it's like a kind of like a uh, what do you call it? Not an amusement park, like a water park type thing. Um, so you can go down these rocks that are slides and then you like end up in like a a deeper part of the Creek that you can swim in. So it's maybe a little bit more of like a, a river type situation. So there are a lot of really cool places that you can like sliding rocks specifically is like you slide down on your body. You're not necessarily using a tube in that situation, but there are a lot of cool places where you can go whitewater rafting or canoeing or tubing that are especially the French Broad River that's like a big one for that I've been kayaking and, and canoeing a few times down that river but Sliding Rock is super fun it's just you gotta remember it's cold mountain 
spring water. Oh. So you don't want to go there. Like, you know, you want to dress appropriately. And usually we would always try to go, like, later in the summer so that the water had a little bit of time to heat up. But by the time you're sliding down that rock, you're having such a good time, especially as a kid. You're not necessarily thinking about how cold you are, even though you are literally the color of purple. <laughs> Love it. That's Love so it. funny. This sounds like so much fun. Like, this sounds like a trip that we would love to take, too. And there's another important thing that we like to talk about on this podcast, too. And we want all of our travelers and listeners to always be safe wherever they travel. So we like mm-hmm. to include, like, a safety component. So do you have any insights for how to be safe when... Um, adventuring in Asheville. Yeah, so Asheville's a very safe town. Um, I think most of the precautions that you would take in any small city, you just kind of take when you're in Asheville. Again, it's not like a New York City or a Chicago where you really need to be a little bit more mindful about, you know, looking around every corner. But still, just having your wits about you whenever you're in a city as far as, like, making sure that your purse is near you and making sure, especially, that you lock all your doors. Um but when, when, when you go hiking, too, I have actually had my car get broken into when I went hiking at a place called Ridgecrest, which is one of my favorite places to go in Black Mountain. And you think, oh, it's a small town, you know, even smaller than Asheville. You're like, oh, it's totally fine, blah, blah, blah. And, and you just think that people are going to be nice. But uh, my car got broken into. And, mm. um, and then I think, actually, I may have even locked it. Oh, you know what? I locked it, but I had my purse in plain sight. That's a no no. Ashley knows that's a no no. So, not only do you need to lock your car like a normal human should, but make sure that, like, anything that's important that you, because you're not going to necessarily take your purse with you when you go hiking. Nah. So, it's like, make sure that you put anything that's important in your trunk. Um, but with, with hiking, there are a few safety things that I would think of, um, when, you know, just being outdoors is like, just dress appropriately for the season in the spring and the fall. You definitely want to wear layers because it's usually going to be cooler, but as you get hiking, you'll, you'll get warmed up and you can kind of, you know, wrap your sweater or your jacket around your waist or whatever. Um, you know, you're going to be mostly in the shade, but I would suggest like, you know, maybe put on some sunscreen. You always want bug spray because especially during the summer the mosquitoes are relentless um so bug spray and i always pack a bag with lots of water and snacks because it's you know it's nice to be able to get to the top of the mountain and have some trail mix or you know a a peanut butter jelly sandwich or whatever and one thing we do have we've got black bears but of course black bears they're way more scared of you than you are of them and uh, bears are nocturnal animals so they're typically not going to be out during the day, which probably not a good idea usually to go hiking at night in general, unless you're specifically like a serious hiker or you're going camping and that's like part of your travels. But in general, just like go hiking during the day because you're not going to see that many creatures. Um, if you do see a snake, it might be a black snake. And I don't know if you guys know this, but black snakes are not poisonous black snakes are wonderful they get rid of other poisonous creatures we have a lot of them in in my parents yard and my dad's always like i want the black snakes they are our friends and so black snakes are all good but in general if you're going to an area like this you might see snakes that are poisonous i have never actually in my entire life growing up here 
I've never seen a poisonous snake, but my dad and my brother, who definitely have hiked more than I have just by nature of being in Boy Scouts, they have seen a rattlesnake and multiple copperheads. So just like research in general, like what to do if you either see a copperhead rattlesnake or water moccasin um, so that you don't get bit. But obviously if you get bit, then knowing what to do with that is, is always good. So, yeah, I mean, all of our hikes and all of our mountains are, are very, very user-friendly, and a lot of the hikes have already been well-established, so you're not having to, like, take a machete and cut down, like, trees or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. And for the snake well, thing, isn't it red and yellow, kill a fellow, red and black, a friendly jack? Isn't that? Yeah. 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 Th- there you go, no, people. Really <laughs> it's my childhood theme song. Because I had a creek in my backyard, too. I just didn't live in a cool place like you did. but yeah so that was so awesome natalie today she covered from the best times to go to asheville what to do there from festivals to the culture best places to eat for breakfast lunch and dinner best places to stay and of course talked about their breweries and the best brews to get there and also shared a lot of her safety components so with that we just wanted to say Thank you, Natalie. And we want to give you um, a minute or two at the end to just kind of talk about anything you're working on, promoting any of your social media so our followers can connect with you also. So, Natalie, tell us a little bit about yourself and shout out anything you want to. Yeah. Um, So, of course, during this time of quarantine, I get to be in the Asheville area uh, staying with my parents, which is so amazing. I'm loving watching the mountains turn from winter to spring. It is beautiful. Um, but I'm actually, my, my home base is Nashville, Tennessee. Woo! So, yeah. So I'm hoping to get back there and maybe uh, I can share some Nashville things with you guys at some point. But I'm still kind of learning that city. And it's it's also very outdoorsy and wonderful, but not, not the mountains. Um, so I'm grateful that I can be in the mountains. But uh, as an actor right now, um, all the work that I could possibly get is non-existent because all the theaters have had to close down. So um, I'm just kind of waiting things out to see when when the theaters open back up and, and all of that happens. But um, yeah, so my my social media, I'm, I'm, I'm basically just on Instagram and Facebook and Instagram, I'm Natalie June B. And mostly just post, you know, my family and day-to-day life and day-to-day life you know things like that sometimes I talk about my acting um but yeah you know with uh with everything being closed down I I don't really have anything to promote so no shows coming up yet well we will shout you out on Instagram and we will be sure to share your shows when they Mm -hmm. come back around when this crazy thing is over so Natalie thank you you so so much. much Oh, thank you for having me. I'm, I love talking about my town, and I appreciate you guys letting me share a little bit. Of oh. course. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Yeah, you too. Bye.